Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. My first panellists, and uh, they'll be forever the first panellists, uh, Suzanne McFadden, celebrated journalist and uh, author, uh, of course, and uh, Liam Napier, who uh, also is an award-winning journalist, been around the, the New Zealand sporting scene for a long time, Liam Napier. And, and honestly, let's get into it straight away, folks. Uh, uh, Suzanne, if I can start with you, we just talked to Stu Wilson uh, about uh, the yeah. Springbok Tour in 1981, and he re- recounted some amazing stories. Uh, what, what are your memories? He, he just blew me away with yeah. what he said. I just had no idea. You know, imagine helping his wife make a shield and getting her a helmet so she could go out and protest while he went out and played. That's incredible. I was about 14 at the time and really, really into my sport. And um, my mum still has the scrapbooks of um, clippings of the black cat from that time. I've got a lot of... um, Drawings I've done of you and your, your teammates at the time, Smithy. And I love rugby too. My dad was a, a really good rugby player. And so I, you know, saw it from my, between my dad's eyes, I guess. You know, I was influenced by how he was feeling about, you know, this, this whole controversial time in New Zealand history was unfolding. And um, I remember I had a, a, a cousin who was at the... Um, mm. Springboks Waikato game at Rugby Park. And, you know, I was just so worried about him getting out of the ground. And, um, but I, I was really um, not oblivious to, but I, di- I didn't really understand the other side of it. And, you know, that as then um, at school I studied history, we started to understand apartheid. And I now know that my view of it would have been really different if I'd known about it. And I wonder, you know, how many New Zealanders would have been in the same situation as I was? I totally agree with you. I would be absolutely of the same. I was 24 years of age at the time. Uh, Liam, you probably uh, don't remember it in person, uh, but it was uh, certainly something that's been written about, uh, obviously, over the years. Uh, Fortunately for us, most of the drama that happens around rugby happens on the field. There's a little bit in in the weekend, uh, Australia vs France, fascinating series that. Uh, Red cards, mate. Red cards in rugby. What did you make of that? Yeah, look on the on the Marika incident. I guess um, I personally didn't think it was a red card. I think there was enough mitigating circumstances in terms of a, a drop in the ball carrier and some doubt about where the first point of contact was. Um, and I think uh, the bigger issue out of it almost is that 
we need to crack down immediately on the, on the, on the play acting. You know, it's a blight in the sport of football. We've seen it creep into rugby from time to time, with, particularly with the Argentinians and, and the French. And, you know, I think it needs to be treated extremely harshly and, and stamped out of the game because, you know, it's got no place in, in the spirit of the game. And, um, yeah, I just I don't, don't want to see it become endemic and, uh, you know, laying on the ground and playing for red cards has, has no place in the sport. So uh, in terms of the red card itself, the rule, I think, um, you know, there's been a lot of criticism uh, for World Rugby from Ian Foster and Dave Rennie about the fact that, World Rugby, um, based on the Northern influence, voted down the uh, possibility of replacing recarded players after 20 months. I think I would like to see that brought in. Obviously, the Wallabies, you know, did, did an amazing job to recover from that and, and win that match. But you know, in, in 99 instances, and when a, a team loses a player in the first five or seven minutes of a match, they they're on the back foot and they've got very little chance of winning. So. I think there's a number of issues to arise from the incident and it's going to be uh, interesting to see what happens at the judiciary with Marika over the next sort of 24, 48 hours. Uh, well, indeed, actually. You mentioned Dave Rennie. This is what he had to say about it. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was terribly milked, wasn't it? Um, he's obviously feels he got some head contact and then he's grabbed his face, which is nowhere near the point of impact and it's delayed by five seconds, so... Uh, Tate McDermott, Dermott in, in an attempt to stop a try, got a forearm straight in the throat. It's a penalty red card and, and disallow try, but he doesn't lie on the ground and milk it. Uh, Hunter Paisami uh, got a shoulder straight into the jaw. Um, it was at the same time where um, we, we had a penalty advantage uh, from Lenny being tackled high. And But again, Hunter doesn't lie on the ground. Yeah. Um, every time there was anything like a headshot, uh, these guys have been shot by a sniper. So I, I, I find it disappointing. Yeah, I, I do too, actually. I, I concur totally with Dave Rennie. You won't meet a more honest and upfront sort of a bloke than Dave Rennie. Uh, Suzanne, uh, you will be, of course, heavily involved in the coverage of the Olympic Games, which are now just a matter of days away. So much uh, being written, said about it already, and they haven't even got going. Uh, wh- where in your mind are you with them? Are you confident that it's going to happen? Will they go the full distance? Uh, I mean, this COVID issue... It's been so disruptive. This is the biggest event of all. How do you see it? Yeah, really interesting with how this is all going to unfold, especially with the fact that, you know, athletes, some of these athletes, this will be the first time that they've played their sport internationally in 18 months. You know, getting on, um, you know, a really long time since they've competed. And so we're not really going to know who are the favourites here um, because we haven't seen what's, you know, how these athletes have developed over that time. You know, in New Zealand we've been really lucky and I think that may give us a little advantage that we've had that time um, to get out on the fields or out on the water um, even though, you know, in a lot of cases we've been competing against ourselves but at least we've been able to keep that fitness up. But is it enough? You know, this is going to be really fascinating and, um, God, you know, three positive cases in the village already. Two athletes and a um, IOC official who are now isolating in their rooms. But you know, this is going to also be a major part of this event. And um, one thing that really worries me, Smithy, is that all eyes are going to be on the COVID issues. But what's going to happen with um, drug cheats? 
you know, if I get out, are our eyes still going to be on the ball with that? So, yeah, a fascinating Olympic race. I think the heat's going to come into it as well. So I'm really happy to be sitting on this side of the world watching, but um, I will be watching every minute of it, I think. No fans, Liam, so it's going to be a strange Olympics anyway if it does uh, progress. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I'm extremely cynical about this Olympics, to be honest. I think there's one reason and one reason only it's going ahead, and that's money, broadcast money. Um, and the IOC have driven this big time, no matter what happens. You know, I think Tokyo's still in a state of emergency. The Japanese people don't 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 want the Olympics to go ahead. It was pretty overwhelming uh, feedback that came through from them. Suzanne's just mentioned the, the extremely compromised preparation landscape. And, yeah, I think it's only a matter of time until there's a, a mass outbreak in the athletes' village that's going to wipe out, uh, you know, more athletes from competing. We've already seen a, a host of high-profile high athletes pull out. Coco Guff, the um, the uh, American tennis player, is the latest this morning. And I think the, the Russians have pulled a, uh, a rowing boat as well, um, just, on, you know, on the eve of the competition. So there's all these issues that really detract from the event itself. You mentioned there that there's, there's no fans, so it's going to be a, a pretty soulless experience, I think. You know, you imagine part of the, 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 the appeal of the Olympics, you look at an event um, like uh, the 100 metres and, and running down the finish line and, and the buzz that fans create with that, and, and there's going to be none of that. So, look, I'm extremely cynical about it. I know a lot of these athletes from a New Zealand perspective work so hard and I've already been delayed by a year, so I certainly wish them all the best. But as an event, I personally don't think it should be going ahead. I love journalists because they come up with words that, uh, they, they come up with words that describe things so quickly and, and I think that word soulless from uh, Liam Napier there will probably be a, a much-used word even from the athletes when they return home. My thanks to my two panellists, Suzanne McFadden and Liam Napier. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.